After President Trump called for pro athletes to be fired if they didn't stand for the national anthem, Nike released a statement yesterday in support of athletes and their right to freedom of expression. Then they introduced a new line of $400 kneeling shoes. <laughs> I got my kneeling shoes from Nike. Oh, speaking of sports, Rick Pitino has been fired. Uh, legendary basketball coach. His school already under uh, Louisville, always, already under uh, uh, investigation and probation and the rest of it for other stuff. He'll and, get another uh, job, as he always does, because he's really, really good. I don't know. I don't um, know. He may be done. So we were talking earlier about how you got to be a celebrity in the modern world to uh, run for office. Everybody's guessing which celebrity is going to try to run for uh, the Senate in Tennessee now that Corker's stepping down. Indeed. And there is talk of one Robert Ritchie, Kid Rock, running for the Senate in his home state of Michigan. And Daniel Allott joins us. Daniel is deputy, uh, deputy commentary editor for the Washington Examiner. Daniel, how are you? Great, good to be with you. Is he going to run as Senator Badass, or is that your own idea? <laughs> that was just for the headline. Okay, gotcha. Senator Badass, I like the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, Kid Rock, Senator Badass. Now listen, yeah. Daniel, I have not read your piece. I will warn you before you launch into whatever you have in mind. We take the candidacy of Kid Rock very seriously around here because we think he would win. But what's your take? Well, my take is that the people that I met at his concert two weeks ago also take his possible run very seriously. Um, he does. He's very popular in southern Michigan among a white working class people who make up the majority of places like Macomb County. Um, and so I, I talked to a couple dozen people at his concert. And obviously they're fans of his, but um, they, they think he would do a great job. They love – a lot of them, are, of course, are, are Trump supporters too, and they see a lot of similarities between Trump, somebody who's, you know, says it like it is, has a lot of his own money, isn't tied to money interests. And Kid Rock is the same way. He's just very authentic, and uh, he can be he can be vulgar and very crass, but he's somebody who's not a politician and somebody they can respect. So they, they love the idea. Ten years ago, I would have said, how could he possibly win? Today, I say, how could he possibly lose? I can't imagine <laughs> a situation in which he loses, honestly. If you hear Mr. Ritchie talking about the reality of working class people in Michigan of whatever race, I'm telling you, the guy comes off as 100% authentic. He does, and that's what people love about him. He says it like it is, and it's so important to working class people, middle class people. Um and he, you know, during his concerts uh, in the last couple of weeks, he's held a number in Detroit and Grand Rapids. And he, he does basically a stump speech where he rail, he goes, you know, he says, uh, he, he kind of uh, says, oh, you know, we need to crack down on immigration, welfare abuse. He's very pro-military. And here's the thing. People really like him because he made it big 20 years ago and has been a rock star for, for two decades. But he never forgot his roots in, in, De in Detroit and Macomb County, and he gives back. And they all brought up the fact that he gives millions, or has given uh, millions, I, I believe, to uh, homes for disabled vets, uh, to the inner city, to, to college scholarships. So they, they all bring that up as um, something that they appreciate about him. Interesting. But he's running against the might of Debbie Stabenow if he runs, and Boy, she's a treat. We heard her. He made some comments, and she responded, Well, uh, he can do what he does best. I'll do what I do best, fighting for the people of Michigan. And, yeah, I mean, that up against Kid Rock, talking about working-class people in their lives? I mean, she. I don't know. I don't think she has yeah. a chance. Any chance the Democrats run Eminem? 
He seems like a Democrat to me. Is he a Democrat? His political leanings are somewhat unknown. I think, from what I could tell, Eminem's a bit more sort of insular. And, and that's, again, another thing about Kid Rock is that he, he will actually go down to the local bar and hang out with people. And he's very approachable, unlike... Somebody who like Eminem, I've heard, is 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 not is not that way. How are we so discussing this? Eminem is gonna <laughs> Eminem is gonna run on the platform of I really hate my ex wife. <laughs> judging <laughs> judging by his songs. But how are we even having this conversation? <laughs> the world has gone so crazy. Uh, one of the reasons ten years ago I'd have thought, how could he win? Sex scandal, drug scandal, something like that. Is there any scandal in the year 2017, 2018 that could stop a guy like Kid Rock? I don't think in the modern world there is. Maybe murder. Well, yeah, if he murdered somebody, obviously. But yeah. Deputy Allot, is, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel. You know what? God dang it. I was just thinking. It's, never mind. Daniel Allot's on the line. He's the deputy commentary editor for the Washington Examiner. Do you think there's any scandal that could slow down a rock star? If we find out he's, you know, done drugs, sold drugs, had sex with, he's, nobody's going to care, right? I think all that's out there already. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, you know, uh, he, he admit, I mean, he's smoking uh, marijuana on, on stage. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Currently. Uh, at one point, <laughs> at one point during one of the songs, a, a giant inflatable middle finger arose from the stage. Hmm. And people love that. That's basically. He can't he, lose. He, who he, is. <laughs> he, he cannot can't lose. lose. No. That's and unbelievable. One, one thing, one clue as to the people think, oh, is he going to run? He set up a website. Uh, KidRockForSenate.com, where he's hawking his merchandise. But also, <laughs> God, why don't I have a T-shirt already? Go ahead. Well, there are a lot of people there who, who did. But he's he was registering voters at his concert. Huh? Most you know musicians don't do. So that that's a good indication that he's at least considering it. Um, so we'll see. You know, we're usually against politics at concerts and plays and ball games and the rest of it but it's so damned amusing well, i got to admit i'm yeah, if you're running and i know you're running that's kind of a different thing i go expecting that where what, do we have any uh, guess as to what the republican party uh nationally feels about it or the republican party in michigan are they happy to have him jump in or are they like the republican party treated trump i think they i've seen that they've had kind words for him i talked to um some some officials in the state and they said they haven't been able to even be in touch with him that his team has not responded he doesn't care what they think just like trump didn't care what the republicans thought when he was running daniel let me let me let me jump in and i've got a theory on this tell me what you think of it and i'm picturing the mitch mcconnell's of the world you know the uh the democrat party in michigan i'm not sure we should have a rock star exactly well no giant inflatable middle finger (laughs) as a member (laughs) that's the most exclusive club in washington dc that's pretty good um but i'm picturing them uh treating Kid Rock, you say, they well, that's great. They're treating him exactly like Ted Cruz decided to treat Donald Trump. I'm just going to be yep. really nice to him and not alienate his supporters, but we'll get rid of him soon enough. And that's the, the mainstream Demo- or Republicans in Michigan have got to be thinking, oh, my God, you know, we've got to just be nice to not alienate the Kid Rock fans until he goes away and then we'll run somebody respectable. But, you know, the idea of a candidate like him, I mean, if Donald Trump, if, if Roy Moore are vexing, seriously vexing to uh, old old man McConnell and his crew, what would a Kid Rock be? They'd be terrified of him. Yeah, I, at least I think so. Terrified or at least scared. I think stabbing out people. She's up uh, in one poll, showed her up 18 points against, you know, Kid Rock. But if he were to declare, he would get a bump from that. But I, I do know that she is already trying to raise money off the idea 
that Kid Rock might be her opponent. So interesting. She's scared enough to try to do that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Daniel Allott, Deputy Commentary Editor for the Washington Examiner. I uh, I like the whole Kid Rock vibe and all that sort of stuff. I, I am troubled by, you know, a continuing movement toward you have to be a celebrity to run or to upend D.C. That I find that troubling just in general. I'm inspired yeah. by it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that's just that's just we're going further that direction, right? Well, he may be the end point. I mean, you can't get more, you know, extreme than him, can you? I mean, look, we have we have a former comedian, a two-term now respected senator from from Minnesota. Um, you know, another state that also uh, had a, a governor who's a former wrestler. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a strong trend. It, you know, it's still the you know it's still just a few people here and there. But I think after Kid Rock, it would ha- we'll have to sort of come back to an equilibrium. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of those guys from Insane Clown Posse runs. That would probably be the end of the line. <laughs> Daniel, hey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks a million. Thanks a lot, uh, Daniel Allot of the uh, Washington Examiner. Boy, I don't think I don't think he's right about that. I don't. I think there's going to be more uh, Alec Baldwin's um, various people running for Alex office. Baldwick. That's right. The only thing that would slow it down to me is if they don't want the job. Yes, Sean? Now, I, I I see this parallel in sports a lot where somebody like the Warriors will win a championship. Then every other owner says, we need to be like sure. the Warriors. We need to do that. But you don't have the right people. But you don't. You can't recreate the, 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 the lightning in a bottle that you had to get that team where you, you, because of draft picks or whatever, you end up with two of the top ten players on your team before you bring in Kevin Durant. You know, there are certain things that Trump does that are impossible to replicate. Oh, yeah. Although I would say a uh, Kid Rock, he's, he does it effortlessly. Well, it sounds I mean, to it's me, similar though. enough. And to your celebrity thing, just real quickly, I think it's part of a very healthy trend in America. At least I hope it's a healthy trend. I've been rooting for it for a very long time. The, the idea is not career politicians, at least not automatically career politicians, which leaves you with, okay, who? Yeah, I'm fine if with it's that. Average, uh, how about average people, average business people? Okay, there are 30 of them running, and they all seem to be you know, fairly reasonable people. How in the world do you cut through? You can't, so you just, can't get the name right. The person with the name recognition has such an advantage. All studies right. have shown that. Right, and in the game of politics, which is a grubby, grubby game. Exactly. Somebody who comes to the, the, the game with name recognition is particularly like really good name recognition. They are going to get the nomination. So a quote unquote celebrity to the 18 point uh, deficit, uh, young rock, uh, Mr. Rock faces there. Forget it. It reminds me of the early days of Arnold's candidacy. Now, granted, he turned out to be a useless disappointment. Yes. But, but, but the vast majority, I think, of, of people, I think, are picturing Kid Rock yelling, my name is Kid, and dancing around on stage. Which is awesome. With his doobie and his and the late dwarf and his middle finger and the rest of it. And they haven't heard him unleash sincerely on, you know, the matters affecting the working people of Michigan. Once they hear that, that 18% will vanish in the blink of an eye. Well, the thing that people won't be able to replicate with Trump is his hair. Is coming up out of nowhere. People are going to take it serious seriously early and it sounds like this democrat in michigan is 
The mistake everybody made with Trump is thinking he can't win, he'll never get the nomination, and letting him grow and grow and grow and do his thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever going to do that again. You're going to go after him early, like she's going to go after Kid Rock early. He's been smoking marijuana on stage. <laughs> he has been known to lie down with women, not his wife. <laughs> Almost exclusively. Here to do the work of the people of Michigan. There's a new poll out about millennials. It's pretty interesting. We'll hit that. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I haven't heard this. This is an NBC Wall Street Journal poll about millennials. Is that what it is, Sean? Uh, Yes, it is. They were going through it on MSNBC, and we're just going to play it, and we're going to listen to it or argue with it or talk about it. or I don't know. We're just trying to kill the hour and get home. All right. What do you want from us? Broader Republican Party. The new poll from NBC News and Jen Forward at the University of Chicago shows 64% of millennials disapprove of the president's job in office. 21% approve. He does best among so white half. Americans age 18. Stop there. So I'm, uh, 64% of millennials disapprove. That's not that high. It's not as high as I thought it would be. It's pretty high. Well, yeah, but the younger crowd hates the R's almost I was gonna say exclusively always, yeah. anyway. Right. So Because yeah. they're still living on childish fantasies. <laughs> the rest very, of, very the stupid rest babies. Of, the rest of you, what's your excuse? Come on now. He does best among white Americans age 18 to 34, but even among them, his support tops out at 30 percent. When it comes to parties, millennials are split on Democrats. 43 percent have a favorable view of the party, while 42 percent have an unfavorable opinion on the Republican Party. Nearly. That's interesting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So who, who do the young people like? Nobody. You know, I, I think any young person who has a favorable view of Either political party, either of the big parties is. I wonder if that's dying. I hope it is. Oh, sure. Sure. That's certainly my kind of dime store philosophy of what's going on yeah. with all this stuff. It's and just a, a reimagining of how the political parties and systems and, work. And together. that's what's happening all across Europe. Uh, maybe that's where we're headed. Bring bring back a parliament to the United States, huh? Prime minister. That'd be exciting. We get to do the wigs and stuff then, too? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. On the Republican Party, nearly 60% disapprove of the GOP, 26% approve. And while Democrats do extremely well among African Americans, Asian Americans, and Latinos, they are upside down among white millennials. 55% of them say that the Democratic Party does not care about people like them. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is. 55% of white millennials think the Democratic Party doesn't care about them. Well, it's because you you don't hear about you. Well, yeah, they've made their main thing identity politics, which is you know unhealthy in any situation. In my opinion, it it always leads to divisions and rancor and 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 jealousy and and infighting and the rest of it. It's it works in the short term. So if the if, uh, if Democrats run somebody, and it certainly looks this way, like it's going to be somebody that understands what Barack Obama and Joe Biden were saying. Look, it's about the working class. All right, we got mm-hmm. to, that's what Trump's doing. It's working class. That's what our party is. We're losing those people. It's crazy. So you get an Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders wannabe or whatever talking about the working class, and Trump's doing that, and they're all both going after the same crowd. What's that going to look like? Interesting and pandorific. I, well, yeah, it could, and I have a feeling we're going to find out. 
Although, you know, every time I think, well, this is clearly what uh, a smart party would do. This is the way things are going. Then they do something incredibly dumb and and difficult to explain and then hold soul-searching post-mortem conferences mm-hmm. in the woods afterward to discuss how it went so terribly wrong. But um, I, th- I think we'll probably see something like you're describing. Now, I don't know if anybody can do uh, do much to help that crowd that, you know, lost those steel mill jobs and all that sort of stuff. I don't know what, what the answer is, other than claiming you're going to bring it back, which ain't going to happen. All right, so here it is. It just occurred to me. You remember Barack Obama was briefly in the Illinois Senate, and then when that sexy girl from Star Trek Generation 7, what was that? Jerry Ryan, when her husband turned out to be a pervo... Had a threesome or right, something. Well, he insisted she get into threesomes and made her cry and the rest of it. And you can insist on that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So anyway, so he's involved in a sex scandal, has to drop out of the race. Um, and he had a huge lead. Yeah, absolutely. Barack Obama would have never been right. would have never been without this right. sex scandal. But so this guy has to drop out. Barack Obama becomes a senator shortly after that because he is a gifted speechmaker. And America swoons for a silver tongued devil. Uh, all of a sudden, he's the presidential nominee. You know, after accomplishing virtually nothing in the United States Senate. And yet, see, and this is my, my belief is this whole Trump thing started back with him. We want something different, completely right. new and different. Mm-hmm. He had no baggage. He didn't know what he believed because he hadn't been doing anything. He was young, <laughs> idealistic. He was handsome and a silver-tongued devil, as I said, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so it's it become clear to me. Uh, Trump's going to be sick of being president. He'll either uh, decide he doesn't want to run again or he'll be dead. And because um, he's a, a big old fat guy and, and getting pretty old. Uh, it's going to be first term Senator Kid Rock. Oh, versus. Oh, oh ow, my balls. If you if you understand the reference <laughs> versus balls. Oh, Elizabeth Warren. That's from the movie Idiocracy, which is not a comedy. It's a documentary and is required viewing. Um, it's going to be Kid Rock versus Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my God. And he's driving around in a Trans Am. <laughs> and they're both going to be battling over the working class. Her with her whole fake Indian act. And Kid Rock with his, you know, he'll he'll give speeches. He'll stand up in his Cutlass Supreme with the uh, <laughs> have you seen with the, uh, with the what do you call removable roof? Oh, yeah. And he'll stand up on the driver's seat, give a speech out of his Cutlass, <laughs> then sit back down again and drive away. Have you seen Joe Dirt? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, see, and Joe Dirt I've seen it so many. He times. rolls up in a white T-top Trans Am with the big Firebird on the hood thing. You know, Kid Rock. Yeah, does. yeah, okay. yeah. He, he's got like a small part in that movie. Yeah. And in the wife beater T-shirt. And I mean, that's the Kid Rock I picture. Yeah. You know, showing up to rallies in the T-top white Trans Am being Kid Rock. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then Elizabeth Warren comes with her shaky voice to lefty populism and fires up her crowds. And huh, I don't know what's going to come out of that. If it's too populist going at it, I think mostly talking about stuff they can't do. I right. Know. Right. You know. Yeah, although I don't know. I, I got to hear Kid Rock's platform. We'll see. Hey, can you pay off that movie thing real fast? I thought this was oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. So the uh, the director of uh, Kingsman 2 uh, in a recent uh, interview. I saw the first Kingsman, a fine action flick. Yeah, so the, the sequel just recently came out. Uh, the, the movie originally had a couple Trump references in it. And uh, the director uh, is saying, in edit, we toned down some stuff. Um, we actually took out the apprentice line. 
uh, because we felt it was too close to the bone. I think Americans are going through a pretty interesting and rough time at the moment, and I wanted this movie to be escapism. And that means not suddenly to have half of the audience going, that's not cool, that's not funny, while the other half is cheering. Which is exactly what would have happened. Good call, dude. Yep, absolutely. Good call. Somebody a, gets it. You'd have been in a movie theater, and you'd have to go, oh, no, and the other, yeah! And you'd just think, F this, well, I'm out. and then you'd be pissed off at the yeah. people yelling. You'd think, <laughs> I, came to, I came to watch people do completely unrealistic kung fu on each other <laughs> and shoot each other with umbrellas or what have you. And, and now, monocles. Now, and, and exactly, and now it's politics again. Great. Shoot each other with umbrellas or what have you. Yes. There's all sorts of trickery. It's like James Bond on steroids, those movies. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Donald Trump's throwing down the two red lines he refuses to cross on overhauling taxes. We'll get into that. we got new warnings about the monumental public employee health care and pension debts that's building up. And the NFL anthem demonstrations already costing a sports network. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Can't wait for this weekend to see what the NFL ratings are going to be. Hmm. And, it, you know, because of the pace of news, it now seems like it was like six months ago when all this happened. <laughs> yes. Are we still talking about that? Right. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm looking at the headline on the Drudge Report. More betrayal. Republican plan to raise taxes with the tax proposal out today from the Republicans. So that's the way it's being viewed, at least in the Drudge world. That's interesting. It is. News. Now, I'm sure it'll anger everybody. So uh, settle in, everybody. Enjoy. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is set to tout the Republicans' new tax blueprint as one of the biggest tax cuts in recent American history. That's going to be at a rally in Indianapolis this afternoon. The president has two red lines that he refuses to cross on overhauling taxes. The corporate rate, he says, must be cut to 20%, and the savings must go to the middle class. He's going to do a big rally on the taxes today? Yep. Oh, yep. boy. So he was he was doing a rally for uh, the, the candidate down in Alabama when he mentioned the NFL. Right. So who knows what he's going to mention that will be the story we talk about tomorrow. You know what else I hate? Bunting! Bunting in baseball! Why don't they swing the bat? Are they cowards? Sons of bitches? Fire the sons of bitches! Anybody bunts, fire the sons of bitches! The administration says the benefits of any tax cut will not favor the wealthy, with his uh, economic aide saying that an additional tax bracket could be added to levy taxes on the top 1% of earners if needed. You're the richest guy in southern Indiana. You can't pay your rent in San Francisco. Same income. Just love any national tax rate. Makes perfect sense. Senator Rand Paul is saying an international demilitarized zone, including Chinese troops, could help diffuse some of the tension between the U.S. and North Korea. Read an article that's on the nationalinterest.org. The Republican writing that China's presence could signal the North that the threat of confrontation is reduced and in exchange North Korea would stop and dismantle its nuclear program. Now, Paul is saying creating a more international DMZ would also allow the return of some U.S. soldiers from Korea, adding perhaps it's time to include more regional countries 
in keeping the peace. Well, I like the sound of that. That is a really intriguing proposal. I'd like to hear various experts uh, weighing in on that. Because if it is a world problem that the U.N. seems to think it is, why is it just our troops on the border? Right. So bring in the Chinese. Let them sit in the DMZ. California schools. I, I think first we need to ask the South Koreans. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's their too. country. Yeah. What you? What you can invite China in? Are you insane? Because <laughs> you know they're, they're they're not friendly. California schools are looking at having to pay out twenty four billion dollars in future health care costs for their retirees. So, according to a new state report, the debt is forcing districts to reduce benefits or spend less on teacher salaries and classroom equipment. <laughs> Uh, the kids, in other words. Yes. Spending on retiree health benefits have nearly doubled between 2003 and 2016. And in addition... Doubled between 2003 and 2016. Yes. That's unbelievable. Here's here's the scam. Very, very... And that is shocking. I should have let that sink in for a minute because that is amazing. Mm-hmm. That was the heyday of the unions coming to the politicians and saying... We'll always vote for you. We'll give you permanent votes like we do now, but we, we, we want something. We want more money. And the yep. politician said, well, we'd have to ask for higher taxes to give you more money. How about we give you lavish pensions that won't have to be paid until I'm out of office? And the union yep. said, gimme. And whether it's the teachers or the prison guards or the cops or the firefighters or the, the, the office workers, anybody, the SEIU, you know, all those organizations... Right. Those were the promises that were made. And that's why, you know, like Stockton went bankrupt and San Berdu is barely treading water and all those cities. And San Jose's had a massive problem. That was all from that period uh-huh. of backroom deals. Where, by the way, he says, is rant clearly at the midpoint. That was the period where you had union goon lawyers on one side of the bargaining table. And then assemblymen who were former union goon lawyers who'd been elected by the unions on the other side of the negotiating table. And that's how all that happened. And in Hey, adi- one-party rule. Everyone wins. And in addition to the retiree health benefits, California's teacher pension fund is facing nearly $100 billion in future payments wow. it cannot currently afford. $100 million. $100 billion, million, you billion. say. No, not billion with a B. That's a typo. No. One state, $100 billion. Billion. One group of people, the teachers, $100 billion. Hmm. Direct TV is Is off. there more to that, or are you done? I'm done. Are you sure you're I'm done? done? I'm done. All right. All right. <laughs> Direct TV. 100 billion, he said, folks. That's How incredible. do you like them apples? How's that taste, huh? Great, great. How's your corrupt California coming along now, huh? If you were How's a, your utopia progressing? If you were a teacher, yeah. would you think you're going to get the pension that was promised to you, or there's going to be some sort of deal where they give you two cents on the dollar? Am or I something? 50 in this scenario or 30? 30. 30. Uh, you're doomed. That sucks. Yeah. Because you're basing your whole life on that. Mm hmm. DirecTV is offering refunds to some NFL Sunday ticket customers who bought the package and then complained after they saw the athletes take a knee during the national anthem. The satellite TV service doesn't typically refund money for their uh, NFL Sunday tickets after the season starts, but the Wall Street Journal reports some customers have received prorated refunds for the remainder of the season, while others say they got full refunds. Direct, Go ahead. Did you know that the WNBA Finals are going on right now? Is that possible? 
Why are they playing this time of year? Marshall, you should have that in your news. Is that right, Sean? It seems weird that that would lead right into the NBA preseason. Somebody texted, the L.A. Sparks have walked off the court during the National Anthem for the second straight finals game. And like all WNBA stuff, no one is watching, cared, or reported on it. Mm. Apparently, yes, it is. (laughs) Wow! 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 That is bad news for the WNBA. Team walks off the court during the finals of their league. And this is the first I've heard about it. And Sean, who's a giant sports fan, had to look it up to see if that's even possible. (laughs) Well, that's too bad. Wrap it you know up. why? Because they're girls. The Ra- patriarchy. That's <laughs> why. At least you can drive in this country. Wrapping up the uh, news. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm talking uh, Getty Show, the voice of the West. Well, you hate to have a big giant protest. You get together, you decide, are we willing to do this? Yeah, I guess we are. And then nobody notices. <laughs> That's cute. That's great. <laughs> Super. Meanwhile, lost in all that coverage is the Lynx holding on to win in game two. Oh, really? Over the Sparks. Well, nobody, yeah. nobody saw that coming. 70 to Literally, seven. nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And something else good. I don't remember what it was. What did I have that was good? I have something fantastic, but I don't think we have time. We'll have to hang on till tomorrow, which is handy enough because we have to do a show tomorrow. Uh, eh, Hillary said something amazing, but I don't know. Do I want to go out on that? Stay tuned. The Petering Out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. At this point, the folks at the CBO must be so tired of analyzing health care bills, they're just freeballing it. What? <laughs> A new bill? Yeah, let me run the numbers. Uh, yeah, 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 everybody dies. There you go. All right. <laughs> I, I'm tired. I'm just tired of it. Yep. Tired of it all. So health care, we don't have to hear about that for a while, I'm hoping? Uh, yeah, a little while, although, you know, the the state of... And, and, you know, honestly, it's health insurance we're talking about. Um, but the state of that continues to be terrible and busted, and American families can't pay for their insurance. They can't use their insurance because it's too expensive. They've lost their policies. It's skyrocketed since Obamacare's passed. There's still tens of millions of people without health care insurance. So, yeah, we're going to be hearing about it soon enough. So I tried to watch Hillary on Charlie Rose doing like a full hour interview about her book, but I just I just couldn't. I just I I find her so incredibly unlikable. There's something about her. I've always had troubles with the Clintons. Like I can listen to Barack Obama talk for an hour easily, no problem. I can't listen to Hillary Clinton talk. I just can't. How about Anyways, Bill? She's a, yeah, but you like Bill? I like Bill. As a as a study, I find him a. I wouldn't uh, have him babysit for me, I, but. I, I, <laughs> I have a hard time with his personality. He's so freaking happy with himself. His, his, poli- his politics by today's standard, I'm pretty happy with. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Hillary's on Charlie Rose. Here's part of the conversation. I don't think he really values democracy, Charlie. And then guess what Charlie Rose said? Because he's a 60 Minutes guy. You don't think he values democracy? He doesn't value democracy, Rose asked. So he's not a Democrat, little d. Clinton replied, no, he's not. He's a top-down guy. He's an authoritarian. He has tendencies toward authoritarianism, Clinton answered. So he's no different than Putin? Clinton said, well, hopefully he hasn't ordered the killing of people and journalists and the like. 
Unbelievable. The losing, Hopefully, yeah, the losing president, the president, the sitting president, hasn't ordered the execution of journalists. The the losing presidential candidate says about the current president. Hopefully, he hasn't ordered the killing of people and journalists and the like. Was there sarcasm there? I hope there was sarcasm. I don't know. I didn't hear it. So she should have she should have kicked it uh, like old what's his name the other day. Charlie, you're better than that. Losing losing presidential candidates just need to freaking go away. Yeah, well, uh, my hero, H.L. Mencken, called for them to be tossed off the top of the Washington Monument to their death. Otherwise, they just continued to haunt the landscape, a a bitter, ghostly, divisive presence among us. He wrote that, and I think in the 20s or 30s. Or due to something different, Al Gore went out and got into the whole green thing. Okay, that's fine. profited mightily by it. Mitt Romney Romney kind of went away. Uh, John McCain went back to being a senator. But the continuing to talk about the election and bitch about it. This far out. I mean, come on. We're coming up on a year pretty soon. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it is. It's just sad. sad. Yeah. I, did you see John McCain on 60 Minutes? I finally watched that last mm-hmm. night. I did, yeah. That was pretty interesting stuff. Guy yeah. at the end of his life, really at the end of his life, because he ain't got much longer with that brain situation he's got. Said some of the doctors told him he's got a 3% chance. Wow. Which ain't much. Well, he's 81 years old. Is that right? 80-something. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, he's obviously an old fella. If he didn't have the brain cancer, what chance would the doctors give him? I mean, he's an old guy. Yeah. Uh, he's got a remarkably positive attitude. Did, did you buy his sincerity when he was talking about any time I get down for a moment, I remind myself how lucky I've been. Plus, I'm 81 years old. He said, I've had a great run. He's got a different perspective on life than any of us have mm-hmm. because we weren't prisoners of war for a half a dozen years being beaten every day. Yeah. You would just you would have a different view of life forever. I've heard him talking about holding grudges, how you can't hold grudges. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure he feels that way. Well, my grandfather, who was also in a POW oh, that's camp, right. had a, had that was one of his most steady lessons that he would try, is you, you, you can't hold on to that stuff. It's like taking poison waiting for the other person to die, yeah. as they say. That's interesting. I never made the connection that both the POW guys and both had that same sort of perspective of grudges are bad. Yeah, so, uh, well... Yeah, they probably were thinking I'm going to die here and thought, what a waste of time it's been. I've been mad at old Fred for so long. Sure. What a waste of time and energy that was. Well, plus it's anger's corrosive. You carry that around. You got to remind yourself occasionally, oh, that's right. I've got to hate that person. Eh, it's not good for you. I, I admire people who've been able to do that, who've had terrible experiences, forgiven the person who murdered a family member or something like that. I, I don't know how you get there, and I hope I never find out. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice to never be confronted <clears throat> with that and have to deal with uh, it. I hope I never have to uh, find out to uh, quote the mighty, mighty Boston's, uh, so I'll knock on wood. But, um, yeah, I found his uh, attitude to be really, uh, really pretty inspiring. It helps to be that old, though, doesn't it? To have that. Yeah, I see what you're driving at. Yeah. It doesn't help your tennis game. <laughs> No, to have a perspective of... Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's hear our guest announcer. Ain't nothing fake about Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Was that an accent? Was that a reference to something? That's that's going in the garbage can. Here's here's your host, Joe Getty. Thanks, Jack. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive show on your final thought? Yeah, uh, fascinating to hear that there still are cannibalistic couples Mm. uh, in the world around there. But uh, if you're worried about cannibals, it's, it's an easy defense. 
Just dress up like a clown. Everybody knows cannibals don't eat clowns because they taste funny. <laughs> yes! One of my favorite all-time jokes. And the couple that prays together stays together. P-R-E-Y. Zingo! <laughs> Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, today we talked about celebrity candidates, and I'm going to say that Kanye West or a Kardashian will get at least 30% of the vote in the next presidential election. <laughs> the public doesn't want to be informed. They want to be entertained. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. My Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I'm going to follow in positive Sean's footsteps and go out and see how easy or how hard it is to get a medical marijuana card. Hey, have you decided what's your your ailment you're going to go with? Oh, I have many. I mean, there's the glaucoma. There's the arthritis. <laughs> you know, there's the gout. Plus, <laughs> you're rather spastic from times. Yes. <laughs> Plus, you have two pains in your ass every morning. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Jack, your final thought for us. Yeah, I didn't know Kid Rock actually had campaign gear for stuff. I can't buy that stuff fast enough. Right. A Kid Rock t-shirt, a Kid Rock hat. I am all over that today. You'll see me in it soon. Fantastic. And my final thought is, once again, the good folks at Groupon are trying to sell me enemas. <laughs> a group enema? Refresh your soul. Colon hydrotherapy. My soul isn't down there. And th- there is no waste in my colon. I have the internet. I can look these things up. I don't want your enemas. So do you just get a group discount, or do you all have to no. get together and do the enema no, together? No, Groupon has nothing to do with groups. You don't have to get a- together in a group and have an enema? <laughs> no. That would be horrible. I don't know. It's not my thing. Arms- hey, you'd have somebody to talk to. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Feeling cleansed over there? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. You can email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. You can text us, 415-295-KFTC, or uh, follow us on the Twitter. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a... Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Then they introduced a new line of $400 kneeling shoes. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.